0: Hello, and welcome back to Murphy Court Podcast. This week on episode three, Rachel has sat down with an old school friend, Kelly Stevens from Capita. We hope you enjoy.
1: in, but... The joys of London transport, mate. I'm, I'm going to kick off with... I um, oh, not literally. Well, <coughs> no, I'm going to try not to kick off bit, literally. Um, so what does, uh, what does business change mean to you? I think it's all around where your
0: businesses are looking at evaluating what they're doing, how they're doing it, looking at where they can make some improvements, whether that's technical or business process. It could be down to restructuring um, your IT systems, your business processes, and then just really re-evaluating things, looking at if it's the leanest way, are you looking at value-based outcomes, trying to just get the most out of it. Sometimes it might be that it's the best way to do things. Other times you might think, actually we can do a major overhaul here, overhaul. Um, Other times it could be as simple as as just changing out or losing one of the processes. So for me, business change is about setting up um, expectations, looking at new objectives, and then just really getting everyone
1: together to drive the change in the organisation. Okay, nice. Um, and from a personal perspective, um, where in your career have you uh, have you achieved business change? Mind sharing a little bit about a couple of the roles? Yeah, sure. So,
0: in all of the roles I've I've played um, since leaving school, I've always been involved in business change. Whether it's been as a sort of spectator on the journey, as as part of a process that's being evaluated or changed. And um, more recently, over the last 10, 15 years, I've been an influencer in that business change and driving it either from project management or um, being involved in the team or heading up the team. So I've had hands-on roles, leadership roles, and really kind of like on the journey. So I started um, a long time ago at a local council where they were introducing the intranet to help. I've done a few of those (laughs) myself, actually, mate. And I, I... Coming from sort of like an IT background, I thought it'd be fairly easy, but working with people that haven't actually even got used to working with laptops and PCs, it was quite a business change, um, quite a difficult business change. Although it seemed quite simple on the surface, actually getting people to adopt it and use it was was challenging. However, really enjoyable, and the benefits were amazing there for the people then starting to use the internet, everything that was in one place. Um, I worked at um, British Gas, where we worked on... Formalizing some of the work management systems. So going from sort of like paper job cards to sort of I'm not going to say digital, but a more organised computer-led organisation. It used to be called UCAD, and it would literally give the jobs out in an area rather than here's a job, here's a job, here's a job. So we were keeping engineers in a certain area. So that was a big business change for um, British Gas. I've worked across multiple things at Diners Club International. I spent nearly seventeen years there. When so we went from having I don't even remember we used to have the card things, readers, and it would have the paper, and they'd all get sent into Diners Club head office in Farnborough, and then they'd all get sorted and sent out to the franchises. So if people were spending abroad, it would all get sort of interchanged and sent off. So we back in the day, computerized
1: that, yeah. and then made that a, a, an electronic interchange system. And of course, I guess the interesting bit with that, and I had not thought about this before, but the, the, the element of fraud around that paper process back in back in that day would have been, must have been, you know, every other, every yeah. other case. I, I used to
0: love it, actually, when I used to go into shops and they would do a swipe of the system with a paper, because they didn't check if I had any money. I wasn't committing fraud, but they never checked how much yeah. money I had. So when you're kind of like younger and you're kind of maybe a student, you, you don't necessarily have thousands of pounds in your bank. So you could borrow a couple of pounds for a couple of days. So yeah, things have changed in in the financial world somewhat in the sort of the last sort of
1: seventeen, eighteen yeah, yeah. years but, that I've been involved. Uh, fascinating. I remember uh, being in a. Um been in a shop, and I think it was in the states um, in the last couple of years, where all of their electronic systems had fallen over, and they actually had to revert back to to those to those devices. And of course, you know, if you've got millennials that are working the till, they've never even seen those <laughs> devices. Is this? I mean, it <laughs> How was do you yeah, use it? it was where do you put the card? card, card track TV. But um, yeah, fascinating.
0: Yeah, no, it is really interesting. And I was involved with some of the Apple Pay stuff there, and other sort of um, dispute management, image interfaces, so whereby um, instead of sending cardholder data through, they would take an image and send it all through and it would be exchanged through different systems and stuff. So I really, really enjoyed working there. It It was a great place for change and business change because we were always trying to be ahead of the game, really, at Diners Club. That was owned by Citibank and then later bought by Discover. And Discover were really big in America, domestic cards, um, student loans, home loans, but they had no sort of international presence. So they right. bought Diner's Club International and I all remember always remember the day where one of the senior members of the actual acquisition came in and said, we're going global, baby. And we were kind of like, we are we, global. We already are. But they were going global. So it developed their network. They piggybacked off the back of our network around the world and they grew their Discover card and um. kept the Diner's Club card. So now... They're working on a massive um, platform to consolidate all the different branches of Discover, sort of student loans, home loans, um, Pulse, all the ATM networks and stuff
1: onto one framework. So Okay. And then create, obviously, a, a kind of platform play that offers multiple services. Hmm. Interesting. In way of challenges that you've come across um, when you've either been working as part of a business change programme or, or leading them... Um, can you share a little bit about some of the challenges you've uh, you've experienced?
0: I think it's getting mostly the people on board on the same page at the same time and moving in the same direction because there's people that are really excited about change and they're 100 steps ahead of you. They're already thinking about how they're going to implement it and you haven't even designed what's going to happen and you've got other people that are slower to the party that maybe actually, that's my job. I don't want to change the way it's working. I'm quite happy with doing tap, 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 or whatever it may be. So it's actually having some empathy to understand from that person's point of view. Actually, we're trying to make your life a little bit easier. And also, reining that person back in and channeling their excitement and their drive into something that will help us go on that road. So I think that is some of the challenges I see. Finances, the budgets that you've got are always something you have to manage very carefully. Some of the bigger companies I've worked at have actually the smaller budgets and the smaller companies have got the bigger budgets.
1: Yeah, it, some, it, some irony around that. Yeah, it,
0: it becomes quite challenging whatever you're working to and we've used third parties, we've used some of the big consultancies before. So it just depends on how many people are involved. I do also think the more leaders that are involved, the more complex it can become. Yeah, Lots of different kind
1: of follow me, follow me, follow me, and everyone's going on different routes. So I've experienced a little bit of that myself um, with kind of personal agendas, because if you've got, you know, multiple chiefs, then, um, you know, it, it makes it very hard to to distill one um, kind of uniform message. You know, there's not a clear elevator pitch about the direction of travel, um, and, and you've got agendas at um, at, at play. Uh, and, and do you think the difference is, you talked a little bit... <clears throat> Uh, about working for a local council. Uh, so, do you think there's differences between public sector um, and private sector in how they approach business change?
0: It's a really good question, actually, because I've got limited experience with sort of public sector. Yeah. I have done a little bit. I've mostly been involved in private. But m- I think if you've got the right people in to do the right to do the job, you're going to go down the same route. I think is with public. I think sometimes. There's quite a lot of people involved. There's quite big committees around spending money. So it can be quite difficult to break through those layers to say, hey, actually, we need to just change the way we book people in or we need to change the way we do some funding over here for a medical trial or anything, really. So I think it can be quite difficult because they're bigger organisations and they are, I would say, typically more, if I was thinking about a project delivery framework, they're probably more waterfall than they are sort yeah. of agile or iterative Um We've been running, or I've been running, <coughs> agile and iterative sort of projects for, gosh, as long as I can kind of remember. But I also understand the safety net around Waterfall and yeah. what it can bring to you. Um, and a lot of people think that Agile is, oh, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this, we're going to cut corners. But in actual fact, I think there's more control sometimes in an Agile project than there is in a Waterfall, because yeah. you're doing
1: it more frequently. You are, and it's funny, we were debating this internally Um uh, in, in, in the last week or two, you know, as a general rule now, government has started to adopt um, Agile across the piece. But but that being said, you know, there are still large pockets where Agile hasn't arrived, but there's also large pockets where there is a real need and value in still running stuff from a waterfall perspective. Definitely, 100%. You know, it's, it's never a one-size-fits-all, yeah. um, but it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think the, I mean, my, my, my background is almost a reverse. I, I did more private sector quite some time ago and more public sector more recently, uh, but um, uh, interesting challenges on, uh, on on both sides. Um, and, and what about from a kind of a lasting legacy perspective? Um, so you know, if you've been involved in business change programs, maybe Diners Club's are a good example of that, um, you know, when, when changes have been driven and changes have been made, um, how have they stayed made, if that makes sense as a question?
0: Yeah, no, total sense. Um, so I guess at Diners Club, because I was there for the longest period of time, um, it I didn't really want to leave. I had to leave because I needed the next challenge, and it was it was very sad to leave, leaving behind colleagues and systems that I had complete confidence around and processes that I'd built. So w- when I was working there, we developed something called a playbook, and this is before everyone else had playbooks. And <laughs> before it was trending. <laughs> it was just something that had just, just happened. So we built up this playbook, and I believe to this day that they're still using some elements of that playbook. Of course, we're talking, I've been left there now, Three and a bit years, so and I did that probably six, seven years ago. So elements of it will have changed, yeah. But I'm, I'm sure that they still. I still speak to people there, and they still say, "Oh, your name came up in conversation about getting stuff done." I think my legacy was around getting results. Nice. Getting, getting in there, getting results, and yeah, okay. I've made a few mess ups on the way. You know, a few things. I actually, I probably would have done that a little bit differently. I probably would have tackled it like this. But actual fact, that's all that learning. Yeah. And then on sure. the next on the next project or the next change we kind of implement okay these are the lessons learned and I think that is one of the biggest things that I've learned around when you move off from either a business change project or a technical project is actually what have we learned from this guys okay we've delivered it we've met expectations everyone's smiling but what do we learn from it how can we how can we continuously improve
1: yeah I, I think that's a really uh, I think that kind of continuous improvement is a really key Um, A really key learning point, um, and that kind of leads me nicely on to, you know, a lot of people like the status quo, and they like, um, uh, I guess, a a, a more safe and steady environment. Um, So what makes you want to drive change? I enjoy
0: it, really. I think quite simply, I really enjoy to try and make a difference. I was working with a company, and they had a large um, distribution centre warehouse management systems we were implementing there, and to see people benefiting from what we were proposing, making their days not necessarily shorter or losing any sort of pay, but actually making it less labour intensive, less repetitive, bringing them a little bit of enjoyment to to their day. uh, I get great satisfaction out of that. I also enjoy learning, um, and I think generally, it's all around the people. I love meeting people. I haven't generally got a bad word to say about people, although you do come across people that do challenge you and they do, you know, want to...
1: Push your buttons. Yeah, and want to see you (laughs) not
0: necessarily succeed in what you're doing. But hopefully, you know, my personality overcomes that and I I just enjoy people, really. So I think that probably helps people change.
1: I don't think think I could work with robots. No. I think Although they are very good. I think it kind of go hand in hand, doesn't it? People that like driving change, in my opinion, have to be people, people, Uh, because you know the more static objects are not going to change, and you know there is no more complexity than trying to deal with people than uh, than anything else, in my opinion. No, I agree. So, what about from a personal standpoint? um have you undertaken a personal transformation um and would you be uh, would you be happy to share uh, happy to share anything about that with us
0: um gosh i think the biggest transformation for me was becoming a mum really to be to be fair i was 25 um lots of my friends were out partying enjoying themselves and I was having children, and I love my children dearly, but it actually make me see the world through a completely different kind of lens. Um, my role then became around protecting
1: them. My children think I'm quite boring, in actual fact. Um, it's funny, because I've known you since you were their age, and I can tell you you're not. <laughs> you know, I, I, and that's the thing, they don't know me
0: prior to being a mum, and I think that was a good transformation for me, yeah. because I've become kind of fun behind the scenes, but also hopefully a good parent. My, my eldest has just done her GCSEs and my youngest is 12 and she's just been coming through to do common entrance. So wow. I've managed to privately educate them, which is okay. It's not the be all and end all, but, but it's enabled me to work and it's enabled me to carry on being me. I needed to work. I need to go out and earn money and have independence and enjoy life. Um, I'd like to think that I've just kind of grown into a bit of mature Kelly and still have got little element of fun,
1: but I don't know if... I've had a transformation as such. I'll have to think about that a little bit harder. I, uh, I think it's quite a tricky. Yeah, uh, I think it's quite a tricky question. Wanted to. Uh, wanted to throw that one in there. At the uh, at the at the end, I um, I'm 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 always uh, always keen to share from a personal standpoint uh, myself. But I um, I I stopped uh, I stopped drinking five and a half years ago, um, and that for me was probably um, one of the largest transformations not just for me, but possibly for the southeast of England as well, uh, in way of uh, public houses going bankrupt. But, um, I, uh, you know, it was a fundamental shift uh, for, for me. I wouldn't have been ready to have had kids at 25. I'm not even sure I'd be ready at 41. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, Things happen for a reason in life, and you
0: just have to kind of deal with it. But, I mean, hats off to you for, you know, giving up drinking. I'm not a big drinker myself. My husband will say I drive everywhere. But it is sometimes nice to relax and have a drink. But if you can find other ways of doing that, you're big into your yeah. sport, your yoga, yeah, your holidays. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually um, scared of holidaying. Really, and a lot of people find that really quite strange. That I actually have phobic have phobia around. What track. is that? Is that
1: a control thing? Or yeah, is it's it? a control
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, that, if you're flying that plane, though, like <laughs> well, if I was flying the plane, because it'd be fun. <laughs> it'd be like literally, but it's literally. I've just got so used to being at home and safeguarding and kind of. I think when you work in the type of work that we do around business change, you're always looking at the risks and what can come in and kind of bite us on the backside yeah. or what's gonna kind of knock us off that railroad. And I think about that in my own personal life as well. So Yeah, it's something I'm hoping to transform I and mean, hopefully maybe next time we speak I've kind of transformed yeah,
1: we're looking I've already good. been to Holland this year, so I have ventured out and kind of broken aside We're looking forward to the update of Kelly Around the World in Eighty Days on the next instalment night.
0: It might be just round Cornwall or something.
1: <laughs> Brilliant well I really appreciate your time thank you okay, very much.